0: to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne.
1: Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. We're excited to be with you again this week here on Speaking with One Voice, the podcast designed with you in mind to help you and your leadership team get to the next level, and we just want to say thank you so much for continuing to listen, continue to like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast. Thank you so much for sharing it with others. Uh, we get continuous feedback about how this helps you, and that brings us a great deal of joy and excitement. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're not already doing so, please follow us on social media at Rodney R. at Rodney R. That's on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and even TikTok. We want to add value to you and your team each and every day. Also, if you'd like to find out how we might be able to help you and your team grow to your leadership potential, we add value to you in many ways. Just visit our website, RodneyRPain.com, RodneyRPain.com, and we'd be happy to talk about how we might get together and add value to you and Your team. Today I want to talk about culture assessment. Culture assessment. What is culture? Uh, Samuel Chand defines culture simply as the way we do things. The way we do things. So when we think about culture in an organization, it becomes very critical because your culture can determine whether someone uh, continues to be employed with you to be a member of your team or whether a client continues to do business with you. Culture can be a reason someone chooses you or someone rejects you. Culture is very significant, and oftentimes it's overlooked. There are a few uh, things that we need to think about culture. One of the biggest misconceptions about culture is this. I've heard it said, uh, I, I I need to establish a culture. We need to develop a culture here. Well, the reason that's a misconception is whether you develop it intentionally or otherwise, my friend, you have a culture you have a culture. So uh, that's why we want to talk about assessing your culture in hopes that you will end up with a desired culture that will give you the desired outcome that you actually want to experience so a few questions you want to kind of ask yourself since we know that you have a culture uh, we might want to figure out what is the culture right uh, we might want to figure out if it's not what we want can we change it how does this work what does what does it look like to establish or change a culture um, I'll use an illustration uh, that's mainstream media right now uh, mr. Deion Sanders is the coach of the Jackson. Uh, State University JSU and he has been on site for uh, I believe he's in his third season at this point because they had a modified season then a season and now in the third season and so if you just started following the story it looks like an immediate change happened overnight when in fact it's been two or three years in the making. Uh, What Dion did based on my following the story is he came in and he had to redefine the culture and not just the culture for his particular team, but he also wanted to redefine the culture of the conference that they play in and at a greater scale, he was trying to redefine the culture for uh, historically black colleges and universities as it relates to sports programs and their offerings and excellence. And one of the things that he did this past year was he got the number one rated by some uh, college sources uh, or number two in the other sources, depends on which one you follow. So he got the number one recruit or the number two recruit in the entire nation to come to Jackson, Mississippi. And, and so when you think about this, what did he do? What did he do? Well, when he got on scene, there's a few things he did. He had to establish uh, and, and more, more or less assess what are, what's the culture here and know uh, what he wanted to bring. And the culture he wanted to bring was not a new culture to him. It was simply new to this particular uh, university. Uh, in this regard as it relates to their football team. So let's talk about how can you as a leader really delve into this, this culture issue and how does an existing organization uh, how does it change a culture? How do you create the culture? What, how do you change the way we do things so that it becomes what we're known for and then we begin to perform according to that culture? I, I'm going to give you a few steps. The first thing you have to do is if you're going to establish culture, you have to start with the foundation of identifying your values. You have to identify your values. Now, when I say this, let me get this out of the way. When I say identify values... I don't mean identify dreams or what you think you might want it to look like someday. I want you to identify what are your values going to be, what will guide you, what are the standards that you will keep as it relates to morality and character and work ethic, disciplines, etc. What what will you commit to do every day? that will produce an outcome that you want as it relates to what you stand for. See many times there there becomes this win at all cost mentality. When you win at all costs, you can lose for no reason. You you can lose very easily that because there was no foundation behind it. You want to feel good about your culture, so you want a culture. You want the way you do things to be based upon more than just feelings or more than just thoughts. You want your more than just dreams. You want your uh your model, your your values, how you do things, your your culture to be based on values that make a difference and clearly defined for someone who doesn't know you what you stand for. You have to let people know uh, what you stand for. And going back to the Dion story, one of the things that he's done that I've noticed is that he has various standards in place for His team members, his team members, there are certain things they cannot do to their uniform, for instance. There's certain things they can't wear as far as it relates to jewelry. and, and, And so what he's saying is, I'm preparing them for the next level. So why would I let them do something at this level that they can't do at the next level? For if they happen to make it to the next level, they wouldn't be prepared. I love that concept. So why would we do something that is against our values that when we do it, we know we're going to have regret and probably consequences as a result that are not something that we want to be known for? So if you want to truly assess your culture and and then go back and establish or improve your culture, you want to identify your values, not what you wish it would be like if you had a euphoric moment, but rather you want to make sure that, listen, this is what we stand for. It is non-negotiable we will do this. Once you identify those values, now you have to initiate processes that align with your values. The values are, are going to be uh, how you decide to do things you your governing Line or your governing standard, if you will, but your processes are going to be uh, guided by that line and you're going to choose to, as a leader and an organization, you're going to choose to adhere to those particular processes. Now, I I know that we have goals and core value statements and, and deliverables and all of these types of things and SOPs and standard orders of procedure, et cetera. We have all of these things and they're on paper when I say I initiate processes, I'm not saying initiate statements. I'm saying initiate processes. So what I mean is when you have a statement, you can write it down and never read it, and it makes no impact. But if you have a process, this is actually putting into action what you say you believe, what you you should act and behave and perform according to the values you've already identified. So when you begin to initiate processes, you will not initiate or allow any process that is out of line with your stated and acted upon values. This is so important. We have so many uh, people that have, and companies that have these statements and, and these things written on the wall and their marketing packages, and they look wonderful, but they really don't mean what they say or everyone in the organization doesn't buy into it, so it doesn't appear real. I, I went um, earlier and got some lunch, and I, I picked up some lunch, and I went to a, an establishment to pick up lunch. And from where I was sitting, what I saw was a a local store restaurant manager and what seemed to be a higher up district or regional manager. And the district or regional manager had their phone with a checklist going over where this manager was missing things in their store. Well, the manager was there trying to serve orders as well as listen to and re- re- rebuke or, or or refute rather what is being said by the other manager well the problem is they're they're standing in customer view oh, the manager is working on serving orders And the district manager or regional manager the higher up is trying to to, to offer some kind of corrective uh, situation while they are serving customers. So I had a very simple order. It was literally something that was pre-made. They would simply put in a package and give it to me. And it took over 10 minutes because they were not focused on the customer. Now they tell you in the organization that at this particular restaurant, they focus on customers and they pride themselves on customer service that may be written on paper and it may have been a great marketing campaign but they simply did not do it they didn't deliver so they they identified some values and and they initiated some processes but in the middle of a situation um, the the manager could could hardly serve with enthusiasm the clients and, and the customers that are waiting because uh, they were getting reprimanded on the site on site so if you're going to have these standards these guiding principles if you're going to value people you don't correct them publicly. You praise them publicly, publicly, but you correct them privately. And I literally witnessed this today. So if we're talking about a culture assessment, do we actually do what we say we're going to do? Are we actually living out what we say our values are? So that, that brings me to my next point, is that yes, you you identify values, and, and yes, you have to initiate processes. But But thirdly, Now you have to inspect behavior. You have to actually inspect behavior. What I've found is if you you want a culture, a certain culture, you have to inspect it you cannot correct what you have not inspected. You cannot inspect what you've not told them that you expect. So it becomes a process of let's work through uh, governing ourselves, managing ourselves, holding ourselves accountable to do what we say we value and follow processes that have been initiated. And that only happens by uh, inspection. Now, a, a key thought here for inspection is that when you uh, inspect, because I believe in my earlier illustration of this restaurant manager, I believe that the the higher-up manager, the regional or district or area or whatever manager, they were inspecting the processes that they expect. And so as a result, they they should do that. The challenge for me was not that they were inspecting the processes, but that I actually got to see it. Uh, so yes, you want to inspect, but you want to do it in a way where you you praise publicly, but you correct privately. Uh, What I know is it's very possible that the store manager intended to give good service because I could look at their face and they were in their their body language were suggesting, can we not do this later? I have a full lobby. I'm trying to serve people right now. But because of the timing situation, it it was in trouble. And, And also we have to inspect actions, not just intent. Many times we intend to do well or we didn't intend to hurt anyone's feelings or we intended to give good service but didn't or 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 we didn't intend to give poor service but we did so we, intent is is it's it's good to have good intentions we we want you to have good intentions but if we're going to have a culture that we can be proud of it's going to take more than intent it's going to actually require action it's going to require initiating processes and that is the reason my friends that we're going to inspect what's going on because we want to take a look at and make sure that we are in the right vein. Um, everyone nearly knows of the uh, quick serve restaurant uh, known as Chick-fil-A uh, led by the Kathy family. We, we know of this organization. And if you say my pleasure, even if you're not from Chick-fil-A, ordering at a Chick-fil-A or experiencing a Chick-fil-A or even referencing a Chick-fil-A, most people are going to think about Chick fil A, when you say my pleasure. Why is it? Because the culture of Chick fil A is that they will say my pleasure to whatever request you offer. So if you say thank you, they don't say you're welcome, they say my pleasure. They want you to know that they feel as if it's a pleasure for them to serve you. So I have known people who have gotten employment with Chick fil A only to be washed out because they didn't fit the culture. They were not willing to, I've noticed that that when they wear their uniforms, they're all the same, they have the same name tags, and they keep them clean and neat. And so at Chick-fil-A, they will tell you, you are not a good fit. This is from an observation perspective. I've looked at them and, and watched them because I don't know how they can manage to move uh, five times the cars through a drive through, and no one else can at least uh, borrow the idea for themselves, but they, they far exceed in customer service because I believe someone is inspecting the process and making sure that everyone on the team is a part of the team and able to do that. That all comes from inspecting behavior. When people know what you expect, they will either separate or they will comply. They'll become a part of your team. That's why you want to have the right kind of culture with the right kind of output. So so let me recap these real quickly. If we're doing a culture assessment, the first thing is we want to identify our values not just dreams not something to put on a whiteboard and say oh in in the land of the wonderful it would be no 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 listen i want you to take time and identify what you stand for what are your values and then initiate processes not statements not procedures but actually behavior that you want to be modeled in the in your business in your team amongst your leadership make sure that you are initiating processes, not just statements. It's great to have it on the wall. But remember this, whatever you have on the wall, You can read, and in a public-facing environment, your clients can read. If you put it on your letterhead or your communications, your hard or soft communications, you're the recipients of said communication, they can read it. So now you're really publicly declaring it, so you have to make sure that it's not just statements, but it shows up in our actions, in our culture, in the way We do things. And we just talked about inspecting behavior. You have to be willing to take the time to inspect. And inspection will often lead to correction, but it is critical how we correct. Uh, Many offenses happen in a setting, but that's not the best place to correct the offense. When we inspect and we see there's a challenge there or a training opportunity, an opportunity for us to grow or to get better, what should we do? We should pull that person aside, that leader, that team member aside, and encourage them uh, by, by restating our purpose, our processes, our values, our culture, how we do things and explain why that needs to be adhered to. Obviously, in a different setting, we talk about the HR steps and all that. My goal today is that you would truly be intentional in your inspecting of what you expect so that the culture you write about, the culture you dream about becomes the culture your team and your clientele begin to talk about. I want them to talk about that this is how it is. We're not talking about how it should be. I've got a little more time. Can I give you one more? One more. Uh, what I want you to do when you talk about culture is that you have to truly increase awareness, increase awareness, increase awareness, Everyone in the organization should know at a moment's notice what your vision is, what your mission is, what your values are, what you stand for, what the culture of your organization is. At a moment's notice, it should be able to be articulated by anyone on your team. I'll repeat, by anyone on your team. What has to happen is we've got to get this, this uh This thing in our mind that we see at the top of the house that we think it goes throughout the entire organization, and it just doesn't. One of the shows that I enjoy uh, is uh, Undercover Boss. In this story, uh, an owner or a higher-up executive of an organization will go undercover in, in this large organization. They'll put costumes on and they'll go in and they will work as an employee or try using some type of distraction that they're here to work, to get a job, to see about becoming a franchise owner or whatever. The goal is that the owner or the high executive gets to see and experience what things are really like at the street level because understand, every level you send a report up, you get a filter. It gets cleaned up. It starts as the cold, hard truth at the bottom, then it's cleaned up to, the, to uh, not as bad. Then it gets a little higher, it's not as bad. We want it to look better, so it's not as bad. But when you go in as an undercover boss and you go in as an executive who's not known as an executive, and you're just Joe Blow trying to get a job or whatever you're doing, you are treated like they normally treat people. And in these stories, I see wonderful examples uh, of of people who are team members who are working hard who have all types of challenges in life but they they are committed to the brand the work ethic they're committed to the culture and they do things the right way. Uh, contrary wise we have the others uh, who don't do anything right and they they say things they shouldn't say they say things that don't accurately represent the culture and so at the end of the show what happens is they are there's a reveal that this is who I really am I am the owner I am the president I am the CFO and here's what we saw. Obviously, if you kept the rules, you're, you're overwhelmed, you're shocked, but you're like, wow, okay. But if you said some bad things, you begin to fear for your job right then because you know you were not at the right culture. What I want us to do is understand if I'm going to truly have a culture assessment, I've got to make sure that I, as the leader, uh, fully uh, exemplify, model, and share the culture so that every team member is aware That's the key. When we have the right culture that supports our brand and supports our product, we become the person or the team to do business with, and you can count on a great experience. My goodness, listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this week's podcast. broadcast for speaking with one voice. Uh, We look to add value to you. I want you to make sure that you are following us on social media. Uh, I want to thank you again for listening to this podcast. And I also want to encourage you, uh, let us come in and help your team. We've got some resources that can help you to identify culture and help you to shape culture. Uh, We've got some communication products that will allow you um, and programs that will allow you to really work with your team and improve your culture. So sometimes it takes external eyes to help, and we're here to do that. You can reach us at RodneyRPain.com or you can message us on any of our social media platforms at Rodney R. Payne. Listen, I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Thank you again for being with us this week on Speaking with One Voice. And until next time, let's keep growing together. You've been Listening to
0: Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would rate and subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well.